let's go to what we're talking about this morning. We're going to go back to our subject. Uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to be able to read all of that this time. We read it this morning in Romans chapter 11. Uh, so let's go back to Romans 11. And we're only going to be able to do down to probably verse 7. This morning, I think I read a lot of it. I do that so you would have it on tape, but I can't do it every time. It's, it's, it's a lot of time it takes. All right. Romans chapter 11, uh, and we're going to go to verse 1. Uh, and we're just going to read the first seven verses. Come back to your camera, sir. Romans chapter number 11, verse number 1. Just waiting for the screen. Romans chapter 11, verse 1. Then we're going to give you our subject. Verse 1 say, I say then, has God cast away his people? God forbid, right? That's, that's certainly not. Say certainly not. That's what Paul meant when he said that. He said, for I am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. You want to write that down because he knew them from the beginning. And that's why you have to understand the book of Genesis is about God creation of Israel. All right. Which he foreknew. Okay. Which he appointed. Which he marked. Which he called. That's all those words foreknew. Was, was not what the scriptures said of Elias. He, he make an intercession uh, to God against Israel saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets. Dig down thy altar. I am left alone. And, and they seek my life. What said the answer of God to him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, the Bible says, at this present time, two, somebody said 2,000 years ago? Yeah, at this present time, there also, there is a remnant 2,000 years ago according to the election of grace. And if by grace... Then it's no more works. Otherwise, work, grace is no more grace. But if it be a works, there's no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more grace. Verse 7 is my, what I want to get to. What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeketh for. Watch this. But the election has obtained it, and the rest were blinded. All right. Now, while you're there, let's go back to Romans chapter 9, verse uh, 30. I want to show you something in Romans chapter 9 uh, that go with that. Romans chapter 9 and verse 30. Romans chapter 9. I'm still breaking in this a new Bible here. I thought it would be broken in by now, but I'm still working on it. Romans chapter 9, verse 30. Watch what it says. There we go. He said, what shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which follow not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. But Israel, which follow after the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. See, wherefore, why? Because they sought it not by faith, but as if it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone, and that's what they did. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, whoso believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now, if you notice in Romans chapter 9, Romans chapter 10, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what I'm talking about, first of all, chosen by grace. Now, that word election in Romans chapter 11, verse 7, 
It says the election, the election. Now, we, we have to understand that the word election is chosen, all right? Chosen by grace. We were, that's why I said to you, you got to understand that you were saved by grace. One more time, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 8. Just two verses. You can read the rest. I'm not going through all of that. So when somebody argues you, says, are you saved? You know, and they, they like, because at their church, you saved. At, well, y'all ain't saved. Or, see, no, no, you were saved at the cross. See, Christ died for all men. But that don't mean that all men have received the Holy Spirit. That's why I said to you, it's one thing to be saved. It's another thing to have the Holy Spirit. Now, if you have not ever heard this teaching before, I want you to understand something. You got to go back to Adam. And this is what you want to ask yourself. Did Adam have eternal life? We're going to go back and show you. And he was also created. See, you can be created. That means you're saved. But that don't mean you have eternal life. That's why I keep telling people. That's why so many people take for granted and don't go to church anymore. They don't realize it's not that. You're just not trusting no more. You think you already made it. You already have it. I don't need to go to church no more. You know, let somebody go to church who need to get saved. See, let them have it. I already, I'm already saved. See, that's you don't understand. It's one thing to be saved, but you have to keep trusting. Right. All right. Now, let's go, let's go to work. Now, I told you we're going to Ephesians chapter 2. We're just going to look at verse 5. Even when you were past tense, dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ. Watch this. For by grace you are saved. So if you are saved, you can say, I am saved. All right, let me say it again. If you are saved, you could say, I am saved. All right, so I'm only talking to the one who are saved. All right, now in verse number eight, told you, now verse five told you what God did. Verse eight told you you need to receive it. So how do you do that? For by grace you are saved, he's repeating it, but now how do you get it? Through faith. And I'm going to take you to that uh, while we're in Ephesians. Uh, chapter 3, and I'm going to show you how you have to get it by the gospel. Here, for by grace are you saved through faith. That means the gospel of Christ must be preached to you. And you got to believe the gospel. Now, you just can't believe anybody preaching because everybody's not preaching grace. You know, I, I, we talked about it in my office this morning with a couple of my, my, my older sons. And one of the things we talk about how people you see, they're, they're preaching you grace this week, and they're preaching you tithing next week, and they're preaching you something else next week. They don't know anything about grace. Because once you find grace, you don't want to preach nothing else. There is nothing else. All right. Now, here it is in Romans, in Ephesians chapter 2, and verse 8 says, For by grace you are saved, but it's through faith. Not of yourself, it's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man shall boast. Then in verse 10 says, Even we... Even we are his workmanship, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus on the good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. All right. Now, we have to understand the, the, the two things we got. We got Israel. Now we're talking about Israel because they were chosen by grace. This is Ephesians chapter 2. You were saved by grace. And, and I told you this morning in Romans chapter 11, we were grafted in. And I'm going to show you that in the word of God. God grafted us into the olive tree. That's what Israel is. See, in Old, in Old Covenant, 
even in Genesis, tree, even, even with his tree. Now, I'm going to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you that. I'll start to tell you something, but I'm not going to tell you that. All right, now let's go to what I say I was going to. Ephesians chapter 3, that's why I told you. All right, now I said, let's start reading with verse 1. Going to come back to your camera. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. Now watch it. He, I'm going to show you that you were saved by the gospel. That's what you got to understand. But they were already chosen. Two different things. All right. Now Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. For this cause, Paul says, we're uh, on the screen. For this cause, Paul, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given, you, given me to you, it, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I wrote in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Watch this. This is what the Holy Ghost showed Paul. That the Gentiles, should be fellow heirs. You need to mark on your Bible, fellow heirs. That's one of the things you are. You are not the heirs. You got to read this real good because when I go to Romans chapter 8, you are not the heir. You're the fellow heirs. So we have to understand that what it means. We are, we are fellow heirs, but we are of the same body and we are partakers. Now remember, they already are the the olive tree. We are partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. See, you need to have that because it's, it lets you know how you get what God has for your life. We are partakers of his promise. Well, what is his promise? Second Timothy 1 and 1 told you it's eternal life. First John 2, 25 told you it's eternal life. So you are partakers of in Christ, a partaker of eternal life in Christ by the gospel. So what if you're going somewhere that don't preach Christ? Let me show you that in Galatians chapter 1. Glad you asked. Galatians chapter number 1. And this is what people are doing. They want to go any church they want to go to, but they want to be saved. Well, if your pastor ain't preaching the gospel, how are you going to get saved? You, you are saved by the gospel. Romans 1.16, put that in your notes. Romans 1.16, I'm just going to quote it. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Matter of fact, I'm, going, I'm not going to just do that. Put it on the screen. I have to take my time. I got so much for you, but I got Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of, read, it's on the screen. Read with me. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto what? On the, on the Sabbath to everyone that believes it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So nobody else can be saved without the gospel preached. So now, this is what's happening in our country today. We are people, people, preachers. I'm not saying they're doing it purposely. I just don't think they know. Okay? Now, they are telling those people that they're already chosen by God. So they don't have to worry, just wait till the Lord come back. So they already have rejected the old covenant. 
That was 2,000 years ago. They rejected Christ. They rejected the Old Covenant. Now today, people, um, not just now, 50 years ago, and all long as I can go back and note, they already told those people that they are already chosen by God. You must understand that was before the dispensation of grace. Because when Jesus Christ returned, and he did, that dispensation was over, and the dispensation of grace has begun. Under the dispensation of grace, every man got to be saved by the preaching of the gospel. And there's no exceptions. Now, that covenant that they had was an Old Testament covenant. When Christ came, let me show you, he ratified it, it's done. Uh, let, let, put that in your note, Romans 15 and 8. But let's, let's do Romans 1, 16 first. Galatians chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 6, uh, 6 through 10. And then we'll go to Romans 15 and 8. Now you got three scriptures you should have for me, right? All right. Let's start off with number one. I, I quoted it. Now, I want to show it on the screen. I quoted it. Did I show it on the screen? All right. Oh, no, no problem. Let's go. Okay, thank you. Let's go to Galatia chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 6. Watch what Paul says. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of God. Matter of fact, while I'm there, I'm going I'm to show you how you get the Spirit once again, and that's going to be Galatia chapter 3. We'll go there while we're in Galatia. But watch this. I marvel, Paul says, that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. He's going to tell you how you got in the grace of Christ by the preaching of the gospel. He called you by the gospel. So I marvel, Paul says, as that you are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of God, grace of Christ, I'm sorry, unto another gospel, which is not another. Now here's people at churches every, all over this world. They're not preaching the gospel of Christ. And he just told you that that's not another gospel. But there'll be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. How many know what the gospel of Christ is? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 through 4, right? Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. That's the gospel of Christ. But that's not what people are telling you. You got churches that will tell you today that if you're not, you have not been baptized in water in Jesus' name, you're not saved. There are churches that tell you right now, if you're not taking communion on the first Sunday, or the first of the, first of the week, he said, first day of the week, and if you're not water baptized in your church, you're not even a, a church. See, that's not Bible. That's attitude. <laughs> that's not Bible. All right. But watch what the Bible says. In verse number seven again, there's not another gospel. But there'll be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. Watch what he says. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed or cut off from God. Then he's going to repeat it. 
as we said before, we say also now again, if any man preach any other gospel to you, then that, we have, that, that you have received, let him be a curse. For do I persuade, persuade men of God, or do I seek to please men? Well, yet if I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. And there are people today uh, preaching, and we did. We, we used to, because this is what I thought what it was. We thought we had to do Romans 10, 9, and 10. Now this morning, anything else, I'm supposed to go to right here. Romans 15 and 8. Let's go there first. I'll go, go to Galatians first. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3, first, verse 1. Thank you. I'll be passing myself sometime. Okay, Earl, this way. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Man, I tell you, the Lord got me up this morning about 1 o'clock, and I had to stay in prayer this morning, in the Word in prayer for like an hour and a half. And uh, I'm just w glad you're here. Amen. That's why I knew about uh, Tamar, because he showed me that. All right. Galatians 3, 1, here it is. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has been with you that you should not obey the truth? Talk about Christ, death, death, and resurrection. Before whose eye Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only will I learn of you, he says. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law. What is he talking about? By water baptism? See, all that's the works of the law. You can't receive the Spirit by water baptism. Or here's another, by the laying on of men's hand. Because that's what they were doing. That's why when you go to Hebrews chapter 6, he said, leave that. You can't get the Spirit anymore because somebody laid their hands on you. At that time, you can see in Acts chapter 19, you'll see that people did not have the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul came, they laid hands on them, received the Holy Spirit. There were times when Peter laid hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. There one time Peter was preaching, that's what messed them up. When the Gentiles, when Peter was preaching in Acts chapter number 10, 11, and 12, and 13, 10, 11, and 12, and the Holy Ghost fell. Chapter 10, I'm sorry, chapter 10, chapter 11 of, of the book of Acts. And now they found out that the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. And nobody touched them. So that's what I'm saying. When you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you can receive the Holy Spirit this morning. All you have to do, when, when I tell you, are you saved? That's why I keep saying to you, are you saved? You cannot receive the Holy Spirit until you know you're saved. You can't think saved. You can't be telling the Lord, well, I've been baptized in water in Jesus' name. Then it's just, have you received the Holy Ghost yet? That's why you got people trying to teach the book of Acts. You get the Holy Spirit when you believe in Christ's death, death, and resurrection. That is your inheritance. You don't have to beg. It's not a works. It's the gift of God. Salvation is free. That's why I'm saying when you get to a place, see, I remember this just as plain. And I was, at, I was going, I had just left Bethlehem. I was at Bethlehem Baptist Church. Not putting down Bethlehem Baptist Church. I was there for three and a half years. And I was the assistant pastor at Bethlehem Baptist Church for three and a half years under Pastor Calvin Stevenson. Three and a half years. And before we came to the church over on Lookout Street in the basement, a condemned building with five people and three of them left. <laughs> Amen. We had church, we had what we had called, we had church down there. And we had so much church that the window, all, all the window was broken out in the basement. If you remember the basement, all the window was broken. 
So when we had church down and had them speakers on, you could just hear the glass just vibrate. Everything was broke. I'm not lying. I'm a racist. See, I'm, but that's where we came from. That's our history. That's why we are so grateful. That's why we are so grateful. That's why we're so grateful what the Lord is doing here. Don't be, don't be, don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. So he told them, how do you receive the spirit? In verse number two, this only what I learn of you, going back to Galatians three and two, this only what I learn of you, receiving the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Of course you receive it by the hearing of faith. That's why you got to preach the gospel of Christ. See, if you don't preach the gospel of Christ, faith don't come. Faith only going to come by hearing. See, that's what you got to understand. So that's why you're here, so you can hear the word minister, and then you can receive the spirit. All right, now let's move on because I want to go to my message. So I told you we're talking about chosen by grace. I told you that same word chosen means election. I read that this morning in chapter number 11 of Romans. And these, these, are, these are some words I told you in Romans. Let's go back to Romans chapter 11. We're going to start off there and we're going to take off. Romans chapter 11, you want to, you want to underline these words. Uh, remember, we're talking about Israel's salvation now because Paul preached to both. That's why he said, right to divide the word of truth in 2 Timothy 1 and uh, 15. 2 Timothy 2, 15. He, you got to right to divide the word of truth because he preached the, preached the gospel to both of us. All right, but they were already, I'm showing you, they were already chosen by grace. And I want to show you what it means to be chosen. It's a different to be chosen than by grace and to be saved. Let me ask you another question. Could Moses die and go to hell if God chose him? Could David die and go to hell if God chose him? Could Christ die and go to hell because God chose him? All them people in the Bible say God chose him. See, that's what you got to understand what you're dealing with here. So when you tell them people over there today they, they, they are chosen, you are saying they can't die and go to hell. And that's, that's not going to happen. I know what I told you, Romans 15 and 8. Let's go there now. See, in, in the book of Romans chapter 15, verse 8, the reason why Christ came was to ratify the covenant. Christ came to ratify the covenant. He came to fulfill the gospel. Die, bear, to raise again. He raised for, for our justification, though. I told you, put in your notes, I show it to you today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, verse 17, and Romans 4.25. Those three verses you need to put in, in there. Those is how Christ was raised from the dead for us. That's how God saved us. All right. So that's why he had to do the death, burial, and the resurrection. In each one, he was doing something for all men. They were justified by his blood. We were justified by his life. I'm sorry. They were saved by his life when he returned. We were justified by his resurrection. So everything he was doing, it was to save. All right. But I'm just writing the dividing the word right now. Now, Roman, uh, Romans chapter number 15 and verse 8. 15 and verse 8. All right. When you get this, say amen. Oh, there we go. 
Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision. Now remember, circumcision means just a Jew. That's all it means. They were circumcised. They covenant with circumcision, which ended at the cross. It doesn't mean anything anymore because that's why Paul says by circumcision, if you have to be circumcised, watch it, it profits you nothing. Find that for me, why? If you be circumcised, it profits you nothing. Why? Because it was the old covenant. All right. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of circumcision. Jesus Christ was circumcised himself because he had to do that to keep the law. For the truth of God, Paul says, now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the Jews for the truth of God, why? To confirm the promises made unto the fathers. That was for the Jews. The next verse was for us, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy or for his grace. So he died for them and us. But for them, he fulfilled his covenant. He confirmed the promises made to the Father so Israel could get everything that was promised to them. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, for it is written, for, for this cause I will confess thee among the Gentiles, and I will sing unto thy name. And again, he said, rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. With his people. And again, praise ye the Lord, all you Gentiles, Praise him, all you people. And again, Isaiah said, there shall be a root out of Jesse. He that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, and him shall the Gentiles trust. That's why I told you, it's not enough just to say, I confess. If you continue my word, you got to trust. Trust, you got to trust. First Corinthians 15, the first thing you do, if you trust. Now the Gentile, I'm sorry, now the God of hope, verse 13, reading Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And that's how it happened. That's how you will fill with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. All right, now, anything I got out there? Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. See, circumcision is nothing, nothing about circumcision no more. Why? Because that covenant's over. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. Matter of fact, let's start verse 1. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Watch what he says. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has passed and made you free. Well, that's being saved. It don't say that, but the word saved means delivered. He made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of virgin. He saved them from the law. Paul said, Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. Why? Because it's the old covenant. It's over. Just like if you eat bread and wine on the table, it shall profit you nothing. If you get baptized in water, in Jesus' name, in your name, in Paul's name, it profits you nothing. I testify again to every man that is circumcised. Now, once you go and get circumcised, now you are debtor to keep the whole law. You just fallen from grace. And that's what people are putting people at when they water baptizing, when they eat bread off the table, you putting the people under the law. Watch what it says in verse 3. I testify again to every man that is circumcised, he's a debtor to the whole law. 
Because once he got circumcised, now he had to put the man back under the law. Christ has become a non-effect to you, whoever is justified by the law. You are made righteous by the law. You are made righteous by water baptism. You are made righteous by circumcision. You are made righteous by all this stuff you're doing. That's why people say you got to be baptized in water. You got to eat the bread off the table. That's, you're telling me that's how you made righteous? Watch what the Bible going to say. Christ now has become a non-effect in you. Non-effect means he has lost his power to save you. You have fallen from grace. You went back from grace to the law. This is the story of Galatia. They went back to the law. God saved them by grace. They went back to the works. And that's what people out of the church, some of them was in here. And they couldn't wait to get to another church and don't realize what you just did. You went back to the law. You have fallen from grace. We preach grace here only. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. And we know who grace is. Christ is the grace of God. See, that's what happened. You, you're going back to what they do in the work set. Christ is becoming no effect of you in verse number four. And whatsoever you are, because you think you're justified by the law. You are fallen from grace. That's what the word told you. You left the grace of God. And then soon situation hap happened. My pastor, my man. Ain't nothing I can do to be but be there for you. I say, I'm going to be here for you. You can leave this church and you can go away and the enemy can attack your body. But when you pray, when you call me, I'm going to put you on my prayer list and I'm going to pray for you because I have no animosity in my heart. My job is to preach the gospel of Christ and to walk in the spirit and to walk in love and make sure that I can help as many as I can. God said they're hungry, feed them, they're naked, clothe them. It don't make no difference who does. I'm not, I'm not that way. See, I watched this thing, man, and if I didn't walk in the spirit, it would wear me out. When you start out in the church, you pee on every pew I got. And then soon you get grown, you go to another church and pay your offering. Praise the Lord. Tell it like it is. See, I watched people come to this church. Didn't have nothing. But this ministry is a ministry of helps. And we are definitely going to help you. We're going to do everything we can do to help you. If, if, hey, listen. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to put people down. There are people who go to this church and get the word and they get full in their belly, but they won't give nothing to the ministry. Just like go to a restaurant, get up and burp, walk out the door. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pay. But you're not paying for the word. You're thankgiving. You're giving God thanks. All right, but, but let's move on because I got too much to mess with that. Now, I told you this morning that by grace you are saved. Say it, by grace, by grace. you are saved. Now, I gave you that this morning. Man, I can, I can discern the spirit of a living God blowing in this house. I'm telling you, he's just blowing right through me. Hallelujah. Watch this. They were chosen by grace. Now, I gave you two scriptures this morning. I gave you Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 6. Let's go there quickly. Deuteronomy, this is how they were chosen. 
I'm not going to read Exodus this morning, but Exodus 19, 1 through 6 is the other. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 6. They got to understand Israel. What Israel, I'm talking about the elect now. The elect. They were already chosen by God. That's why in, in, the, in the book of Revelation chapter 7, you had 144,000 people. How did, they, how did they know that? Because it was 12,000 from each tribe. They were already chosen. So when God, now all Israel did not get up, get up then. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to that. Romans chapter, Revelation chapter, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 6. Watch what he said to Israel. Thou art in holy people. You are. You are holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has, wait a minute. That's, that didn't happen. In, that didn't happen. In, let me show you what God said to them in Exodus 19. I have to do it this way. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 19 when they were still in the wilderness. When they first came out. I'm going to show you what Moses said when they first came out. See, you got to understand, they were chosen. Exodus chapter 19. Now let's go down in verse, uh, verse number uh, 5 and 6. I don't have time to read all this. Exodus 19, 5 and 6. Now therefore, if you would obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be. Watch what God said. Then you shall be a peculiar treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And you shall be. Everything is shall be. You shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. You shall be a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak to the children of Israel. Now that's when they came out. Now watch, watch when they get over. Now they have left the mountain. Now let's go over here to Deuteronomy chapter 7 and let's, let's see what God said to them in verse 6. For thou art an holy people. What, what is he in Deuteronomy? You know why? Because those folks that rebelled in Exodus, they gone. Now he's talking to the ones now because he separated them. For thou art holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen you to be a special people unto me above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number or any other people. You were the fewest people of all the other people. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has the Lord brought you out of the, with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of abundance from the hands of Pharaoh, Egypt. So that's what you understand. Now he said to them, you are not going to be. You are holy people unto the Lord. So that's why when Peter, watch what Peter, Peter going to read it too. First Peter 2, 5 and 9. First Peter 2, 5 and 9. So you got to understand when you're dealing with Israel. First Peter 2. But now remember the key is this. That covenant ended at the cross. <laughs> That's why he had to come back and get the 144,000 that he told you in, in, in the seventh chapter. I'm going to read Roman, Revelation chapter 7 in just a minute. That's why they, nobody could hurt them because they were the chosen. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. You also, he's talking he talk to Israel. Remember Peter ministering to the Jews? That's chapter 1. You also are lively stone. You are built up 
a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, there it is, to offer spiritual sacrifices unto, uh, unto God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is, I'm sorry, let's go down in verse 9. Verse 9, I'm sorry. But you are a chosen generation. You are a raw priesthood. You are a, he's not talking about Shelby because you're off the cross now. But you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So he said, you are, you are, you are. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 1. See, you are. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. Now watch what he's going to say. In verse 4, unto the, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now these seven churches in Asia were churches of the Jews. You can go on your way up and Google that, the seven churches in, in Revelation. All right? That's why Ephesus is one of them. You read the first chapter, Ephesus is told you unto the saints at Ephesus. The saints. The saints were Jews. I know we are, we, we've been saying it because we heard people all our life. Good morning, saints. Good evening, saints. Praise the Lord, saints. You know. Don't mean nothing. All right, just another word. All right, in verse number five, this letter is from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten from the dead. Watch this, the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us, passed it, and washed us from our sins, how they got saved, in his own blood. That's why I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians and show you, you were saved by his resurrection. He washed us from our sins in his own blood, talking to Israel, and has made us kings and priests under our God and his Father, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So he made, he made them kings and priests. It's already been done. Look at Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. Give you one more. Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. We'll we, we start reading in verse 9. Revelation 5 and 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. They were redeemed by the blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God, watch this, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Not on the earth, not on the planet. Let's talk about in Israel, okay? Now, let's go back to 1 Corinthians. Let's look at your covenant. See, you have the right to divide the word. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we want to look at verse 14. Start verse 12, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Going to come back to your camera. Man, I heard you with a stop. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 12. Now if Christ be preached, that he rose from the dead. See, this is how you got saved, by the resurrection of Christ. That's why you ought to be so glad he got up from that grave. Somebody give him praise. You ought to be glad. 
First Corinthians 15, 12. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how says some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we have found false witness of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised. And if Christ is not raised, your faith is vain and you are yet in your sins. Why? Because we were saved by his resurrection. Come on, give me another big hand. That's why you got to be glad. Look at Romans. Look at Romans 4.25. Go back to Romans 4, 25. That's why you got the glory in, in Christ. We all glory. He, he did different things for all of us. Romans chapter 4 and verse 25. And I want to do this out of the King James. I won't bother you out of the NLT, but it, it says, Who delivered up for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. How many know what justification means? To make us right with God. He was raised from the dead to make us right with God. Why? Because whatever he did, he did it as me and for me. What an awesome God. If you look at the, the both, both covenants, he did it for us as us, but for them. It's right to divide the word. That's why their salvation is Romans chapter 3, verse 30. They were saved by faith. We are saved through faith. So he died as us, but he died for them. I love this stuff. Let's go back and look at the word saved. Go to Matthew 20, 24, 13. We look at the word shall be saved today. Because I already told you that you are saved. So when you hear anybody say, Shall be saved, you got to know it, not you. Look at chapter, from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, and verse 13. I'm going to get a chance, hopefully, to get a little, little of that elect in on this, this service. Matthew, chapter 24, because that's another word for chosen. It's God's elect. But you must understand that, see, this is why people don't want to believe that that is over. Because to say that's over, you know, we told these people over here that they're chosen. And uh, they can't be saved without the preaching of the gospel. So that's gonna, they're going to find out that we told them that they're chosen. All them folks that died went to hell. Because chosen ended at the cross. That's why Paul said to them, Peter said to them in 1 Peter 2, 5 and 9, you are a chosen generation. You are raw priesthood. That's why in the book of Revelation, he told God has made us. Well, he ain't making no more. Because he told us how many he made. He made 144,000. Remember, that's one verse I'm going to go to. All right, Matthew chapter 24, verse 13. So you got to see what's going on here. So we got to stick to the old, old leaven here because we don't want crumb. Got to shut his mouth. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 13. And, the, and this gospel, I'm sorry, verse 13 and 14 first. 13 first. But he that shall endure to the end, 
Man, Jesus had to know the end was coming for him to say that. Because they're asking in Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. Let's go back there and read that, shall we? All of this is going to happen before the end. That's why you got folks still want to say, well, the end ain't happened yet. No, no, you don't want them folks over there to know the end ain't happened yet. So all them live people wrote books and told, got all their money. Yeah, a whole lot of stuff. Matthew 24, 1, Jesus, Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Come to your camera, sir. Look too relaxed over there for me, brother. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. His disciples came to him for to show him the building of the temple. Wait a minute now, you know, you know the temple's gone now. Everybody know that, right? Now the temple's gone, that means we are the replacement. Come on now, if the, the temple is gone, we are the replacement. Now why would God leave everything else over there and then, then make us the new temple? No, that ain't what he said. He said, I make all things new, all. And that's what he did. He tore down the old Jerusalem. He took out the old priesthood. He got rid of the old sacrifices. He got rid of the law and everything else. And he made all things new. And so people don't want to accept that. That's why they say, well, you know, the book of Revelation, we probably in chapter four. Uh, you've been in chapter four ever since I've been a minister. I've been a minister for the four years. You stuck on chapter four. Something wrong with that picture. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him and to show us, show us the building of this temple. They began to show off this, this Solomon temple. And Jesus said to them, not Solomon temple, Herod built that temple. See you, see you not all these things? Somebody said Herod built that temple. Yeah, that's why they're going to tear, tear down. Y'all didn't know that, did you? Herod built that temple that they were in. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I said to you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. This temple coming down. I'm building myself another one. Not made with hands. All right. Now, then the accident, verse 3, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him probably saying, Tell us, number one, when. So you got to look, look he's going to give you the when and the what, everything. When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming? And when is the end of the world? That, they asked the question. Jesus answered in Matthew. That's why he told them in verse number 13, but he that shall endure to the end shall be saved. Well, he got to be talking to the same people. He's not talking to us. We didn't, did you ask him? Well, you're not talking to us, right? All right, and in verse 14, then he says, and this gospel, what gospel? The gospel of the kingdom. Shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Well, the gospel of the kingdom was preached. Paul did it. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me show it to you. The gospel of the kingdom was preached. Let's go to, let's go to Paul's gospel. We, 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 got the, we got the book. Let's go back to the book of Acts, and let's go to chapter number 20. Here we're going to come back to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 23. See, this thing is already done, man. But the key is you, you, got, you got to study. Could be up at, like I was. 
Couldn't sleep at all last night. The Lord wake you up, you up, up. Ain't no such thing. Matthew chapter 20, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 20. The apostle Paul called all the elders out to, to communicate with him, communicate with them. He told them what he had already done. Let's go down to verse 24. But none of these things move me because somebody prophesied what they're going to do to him. He said, none of these things move in verse 24, that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. Here it is, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now, that's what he had to go finish. He, that's why he was in prison. When he wrote books like Philippians, he was in prison. In verse 25, and now, behold, I know that you all among whom I have past tense gone preaching the kingdom of God. I'm done preaching the kingdom of God. I'm getting ready to go preach the gospel of grace. Somebody give the Lord a great big hand. Come on now, everybody, everybody. See, the apostle Paul finished, he finished. That's why he entitled Timothy, he said, I have finished my course. That was the gospel of grace. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. So he did both. He preached to God. Let's go to, Matthew, let's go to Matthew 23. Matthew 10, 23. Thank you. See, if this book got it all there, it's not going to happen. But when people don't know, they got to have an excuse. Matthew chapter 10, verse 23. Verse 22, I just read that. If I did not read it now, you shall be hated of all men for my sake, but he that endure to the end shall be saved. He's not talking to you. You were not his disciples. If you read this chapter, he chose 12 disciples. He not, you were none of you. All right. Then he told them, if they endure to the end, they shall be saved. Then verse 23, this is what they, he said to them. So you got these people telling you, you got to go to all the world and preach the gospel. Pastor, are you, are you a... Uh, no, I was a Baptist church this time, Baptist church pastor. He asked me, was I a missionary? Are y'all missionary? I'm coming to minister his church. He asked me, am I a missionary? Because he won't tell me how much money they raised this morning in missions. And I said, uh, no, we ain't missionaries. Now, don't get at it, but you got some churches, you know, you got all this stuff going in the church. It's not in the Bible. Just, they want to make somebody some because they've been in church a long time. Let's move on. Matthew chapter 10, verse 23. But when they persecute you. Now, if you read the first of the chapter, when Jesus called his 12 disciples, he gave them power. You can't get well there and say, you put yourself in there. Because you were you wasn't not back then. You were not in Jerusalem and none of that stuff. He says, but when they persecute you in this city, flee to another for verily I said to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. Do you think they've gone over the city of Israel yet? In 2,000 years, do you think they made it? Some people are not alive no 2,000 years later, man. See, but you got to believe the gospel, believe the truth. All right, anything else I got, I got to go show you something. All right, now let's go to, I, I, I left off this morning, shall be saved. Let's go to Acts 15, 11. Now you got to understand, you got to be shall, by, shall be saved, because if you don't get this, if you get shall be saved, and get, you are saved, you get them things straightened out, man, going to save you a lot of headaches. 
Well, I told you to go. Acts 15 and verse 11. Did Minnie say something? Minnie, where you at, Minnie? Minnie not here. I thought I heard Minnie. Minnie's Minnie voice so slow, so soft. I can barely hear those. Now, Minnie and I, how long have we been going to church, Minnie? Together. You count it up. I come back to you. Now, we, many been in this church, many been in this church, Door Faith Christian Church, when I was assistant pastor at Bethlehem. Many, Dorothy, Evelyn, Sheila, 1983, we've been going to church together. No, 1980. Three and a half years, 1980, 81. Yeah. How many years? 44 years? That's another Sheila over there. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, long time, see? All right, Acts chapter number 11 and verse number what I want? Acts 15, right? Acts 15, 11. All right, here we go. In the book of Acts chapter 15, verse 11. Now, I want to read verse 7 just to show you Peter talking. Then I'm going down to verse 11. They want to show Peter's talking. It said, when they had much disputing, Peter rose up and said to them. Now, Peter's talking, okay? Let's want to see what he said down in verse number 11. But we believe, now Peter's talking, Paul said, but we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. How many know Peter saying, we Jews shall be saved even as the Gentiles? See, the Gentile, you are saved. See, if you, ever get, if you ever see that during the days when Peter, Paul, Peter, James, and John was talking, they, they were all, the Jews, the Gentiles already saved by grace. It was the Jews who were waiting to be saved. So listen to a real good. Peter says, but we, do I have to read it all for you to get it? All right, verse 11 says, but we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they, but let me tell you what, they're not talking about saved like you talking about saved. The word saved means delivered. The Lord's going to come and take us out of here. So let me show you a few words on that. Romans 5, 5, Romans 5, 9 and 10. See, they talking about wrath. Then Matthew 3, 7. They're not talking about being born of the Spirit. Because they were chosen. They were already sanctified. They're already justified. They're, you guys, you don't understand. That's why I'm here, right? All right. Romans chapter 5 and verse 9 and 10. Much more then, being now justified by his blood. Remember I told you they were saved by his blood. You saved by the resurrection. We shall be saved. That's not you. We shall be saved from what? from wrath through him. Every time they talk about shall be saved, they're not talking about you like you think. See, most people that say, I'm, I'm saved, I'm still saved. Well, once God saved you, I'm quite sure you're still saved. You didn't save yourself. Verse number 10 says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. That's not you. You saved by his death. I'm sorry, by his resurrection. 
They were saved by his life. When Christ died for them and shed his blood, they say he saved them. But when he rose from the dead, he was raised from the dead for our justification. All right. Now, where did he go now? Matthew 3, 7. Man, that clock, I, I, I can't bind that clock because it's still going to tick. Matthew chapter 3. Like that lady said, the big wheel keep on rolling. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees, Sadducees came to his baptism. This was John. He said to them, oh, you generation of snakes, vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. That's what we're coming. So that's what he was talking about from wrath. Let's, let's look at another. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. I'm going to take another five minutes. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If you shall confess with your mouth. Now, that's, you, you'll be surprised how many folks basing their salvation on Romans 10, 9 and 10 and not even talking to you. Let me go to this camera. See, I have to tell you the truth because I don't want you to die to go to hell. The Jewish believers are waiting for the Lord to return because they've been told they're chosen. And these people here are believing they are saved also by confessing. Look at all them people going to hell because they don't know. Pastor, how can you say that? Because I know. I was in that number. I was laughing going to hell. On my way to hell, just laughing. Ain't no laughing no more. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, confess and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Watch this. You shall be saved. What's wrong with that picture? If I can have some folks in here who are saved, tell me what that means to say you shall be saved. He's talking about saved from the wrath to come. They shall be saved. Because when Christ died, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21, Christ died for all men. So he already saved us. He saved them by his blood. He saved us by his resurrection. So he can't be talking about them being saved. He's talking about saved from the wrath to come. If they'll confess with their mouth. Because if you go on and look at that same verse, go down and look at verse number 13. Watch what verse 13 says. So if you got people that talk about Romans 9, uh, uh, let me, uh, look at verse 13. If you got people in there, you about to give them a tape. Whosoever, Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. He's talking about when you are in your situation in the wrath to come, which was 2,000 years ago. If they will call on him, he will save them. If you go back and look at Jesus' teaching, who did he save in Israel? Who did he save? I'm going to show you that next week. He saved them. He saved a leper. He saved the, the person who was blind. He, he showed you that. Because what did they do? Lord, son of David, have mercy. They called, they called, and he saved. 
That's what he was doing. He was showing Israel, if you call on me, I'll save you. You are not saved by calling on him. You were saved when God raised Jesus from the dead. He saved you. He created you a new, he made you a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You are a new creature, but you still have to get the spirit. You are the temple. You've just been created. You've been built temple, but you still need the spirit in the temple. That's what happens to people, just tempers, man, empty tempers. Marks, I'm sorry, just tempers. You got to get the spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.15, I'm going to show you this is the last one. 1 Corinthians 3.15. See, that's why we gave you this morning, Romans 11.26, I'm not going back there, you put your note. Romans 11.26, it says, and all Israel shall be saved. See, he's not talking to you. Talk to Israel. Romans 11, 26. Let, let's just do that. Do it, do it, do it. See, that them and son, we used to be out on the floor, me and Sister Crimp. Go on and do it. Do it. Do it till you're satisfied. Go on. Lord saved us. Look, the Lord saved us. Some of y'all got the little jerk, didn't you? All right, look at Romans 11, 26. See all that stuff y'all been doing. We've been there, done it. Everything but the spinning on the head. We didn't get that. We didn't go that far. Romans 11, 26. Brother Harry, we, we wasn't going on it. We wasn't getting down on the back, spinning around. We, we didn't get. Romans 11, 26. Here we go. And so all Israel shall be saved. Now, what, who is talking about all Israel? I gave you that this morning. I told you this morning, you have to read Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. He's talking about all that was written in the Lamb Book of Life, which was 144,000. They were already redeemed. They were already in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. They were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's why I gave, get this morning, tape. They were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. You were raised from the dead with Christ at the cross. So you are saved, but you still have to get the spirit. Now, I'm going to give you one verse. Did I see I'm going to get anything else? 1 Corinthians 3.15. Three, I already got something, don't I? 1 Corinthians 3.15. I'm going to give you one more. That's going to be Romans 8.29. I think that's got to get it. Romans 8.29. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 15. Now, this is what he told Israel when he's telling them about being saved. Romans chapter 3 and verse 15. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 15, right? You have to read this all the way to verse 10 all down, okay? Because he's telling you, uh, everybody, we're going to be made manifest in the day, shall declare it. Because this, I'm just going to read that. Let's, let's do that. Verse 10. Let's go and do it. Come to you, big man. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. According to the grace which is given me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation of the built thereon, but let every man take heed how he built thereon. Other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is already laid, that's Jesus Christ. Now if any man build thereon upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hail, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare. He's talking to Israel. He's not talking to you. 
because it shall be revealed by fire. Here it is. The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man work abide which he had built thereon, he shall suffer, he shall receive reward. Well, what is he doing? He's telling you the same thing Jesus told you in Matthew chapter 7. You build your house up on the rock, you build your house upon the sand. That's what Jesus told you in Matthew 7. If any man works shall be burned, watch this in verse number 15, if any man works shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. He's he going to lose all of his stuff, but he himself will be saved. God's going to save the person. He's just not going to, all the stuff he's doing, his work's going to be burned up. He won't have no reward, but he's going to be saved. That's not you. That's what he's telling them in verse number uh, 14. He said, if any man work abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive reward. But if any man work shall be burned up, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yes or else, by fire. Anybody else understand? You understand that? God going to say, God saved the person, but his works is burned up. What that mean? You don't have no reward for your labor. That's them, not you. You, you're not getting a reward being saved by grace. You haven't done nothing. You did no work. You get paid nothing. No, let me put it this way. No, you got everything. But you got everything in Christ. And you got it all without works. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did nothing, just like me. And yet you become God's son. And you know what God said to the son? Everything is yours. All that the Father has are mine. That's how you have to listen to what Jesus said in, in the John chapter 13, 14, 15. All that the Father has is mine. All thine are mine, all mine are thine. Come on, clap your hand. Get the Lord a great big hand. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to let our television audience go first, then we're going to talk to you. All right, first of all, you don't have to play right now. First of all, we're going to look at that. First Corinthians chapter 15. This is why you have to believe the gospel, and this is why you must understand that you got to keep on believing. You just can't start out believing in church and say, well, I'm always saved and go about your business. Do you have the Holy Spirit? You got to continue. That's 1 Corinthians, 5, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. I'm sorry. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. If you continue. See, a whole lot of folk ain't been in church in 2020. You are not continuing. To you, the people that think this is just a game. It's a race, man. You've already had a three-year vacation. You tell me you can't come to church? First Corinthians chapter 15. God has delivered us from a disease that took over 10 million people in this country. We're going to stop right there and we're going to thank God for this. Let me say it again. Some of you haven't looked at your certificate. God saved us. See, we just like Israel when we got out of the plagues. When Israel got out of Egypt, they got out of them plagues. That's what you just got out of. You have just got out of plagues that have destroyed, listen to me, you can go back and Google it. Over 10 million people in the world died because of that plague. In America, there was over a million people died in America over the plague. And guess, you are still here and you tell me you cannot get excited. God saved you. 
God save you. That's why. Don't you understand? Can't you understand now why I'm preaching on you? I saved. God saved you. He put you in Christ. He brought you through the flood. He brought you through the fire. He brought you through the rain and the trial and the tribulation and the COVID and the COVID and the COVID. You are still here. Don't you forget God saved you. So you're supposed to be rejoicing that God saved you. Now you got to receive the Spirit. Let me go back to my TV audience here. You have to just look over us. Little stuff come over us every now and then. First Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand. But one thing about the gospel, which also it, you are saved. This gospel saved you. Well, you got to keep in memory. Otherwise, you got to keep trusting. What Paul preached, you got to keep trusting Christ died for my sins. He's buried. Don't, don't you go back. He died for my sins. He's buried. Verse number three says, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered you first of all, which also received how Christ died for your sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. You got to understand something. God already did the work. But you got to keep faithful and believing and trusting and thanking God. Every day on your lips, you ought to be thanking God for saving you. You ought to thank God for delivering you. You ought to thank God for bringing you through and bringing you out. You don't just have to be here. God save you. Don't you look pretty. You get up and you give God some praise and thank him for your salvation. My time is up and I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org. 